0: Welcome to Archery Talk 101 podcast, your guide to better archery skills. We'll bring you the latest tips, tricks, and expert advice, but that's not all. We'll also have interviews with top archers and industry professionals, and reviews of the latest gear and equipment, and much more. You're talking about taking arch skills to the next level? A coach can definitely help you with that. I've been teaching archery for over 25 years. I'm offering a free 50-minute consultation call Anybody that would like one, please fill out the form. I'll leave a link in the description so we can get to know you a little better and see if I can help you in your archery skills. Hey, Have you ever wondered what NAF stands for? N-A-S-P? <laughs> That's hard to spell. Easy to say, hard to spell. Hi, my name is Roy Canterbury. I'm your host today on Arch Talk 101. And we have a special guest on, on the show with us, Tommy Floyd, and he is uh, uh pretty pretty good member of uh, NASA and he's going to let us know kind of what, what's going on with it and how we can get involved. Now, welcome to the show, Tommy. Good morning, Roy. I'm glad to be here, and thanks for asking me. Yeah, let us know a little bit about yourself uh, and how you got started in archery and kind of why you got started in archery. Okay, now, archery has been something um,
1: that I started at a young age. I think I received my first bow Uh, When I was nine years old, I had a light blue fiberglass Indian bow and graduated to a compound not long after that and uh, shot a compound through high school and college and uh, early married life. I I was a bow hunter uh, for a long time, and I'm still a bow hunter. Uh, I I, I very much enjoy uh, trying to chase animals. And as I get older, it's more about being out there than it is anything else. I, I still like to occasionally bow hunt for turkeys with either bow or crossbow or shotgun. And um, deer, I wouldn't call myself a great deer hunter. You you talk to a lot of people who are. Um, I wouldn't talk call myself great at anything. But uh, I do enjoy the sport. I definitely uh, found myself on a path that I did not anticipate uh, and that would be the path of NASP. Uh, I was a high school principal in 2003. We began the program at my high school, and I, I was a bow hunter, and, and I just, I had a really good 2003. I had a, I killed a really good deer that year with a bow, and and we started the program um, at my high school, and, and I saw what it did for kids, and one way or another, I've been involved with NASP since then. The program itself began in 2002, but my my entry was two thousand three, um, so that I, I am a person who stops and talks often with someone who wants to talk about bows or
0: arrows. Yeah, that's uh, that's something I can do all, yes, all day long. It seems I like you uh, might. <laughs> yeah. There's there's a couple subjects that you know I can talk about, and and that's why you know. I started off the podcast a over a year ago and, you know, just help out new archers and it just kind of grew. And then as I start doing more and more interviews now, that's, that's mostly what I do is talk to different archers around the world. Sure. You know, and it, it, you know, here in the United States, uh, I've, I've talked to some in Canada and had one guy on is uh, from South Africa. So, oh. um, they're just all over, you know, it's a sport that's 64,000 years old and it ain't going away anytime soon. Uh, we, so,
1: <laughs> we really like what it does for boys and girls, grades four through 12. And we do think it, we do think it appeals to the masses. We think it appeals to almost everybody. And uh, um, I, besides the proficiency that these, these kids can get with a Genesis bow in our program or other bows and other programs are on their own in their backyard. Um, I like what it does for the confidence and the and the poise and the dealing with stress and dealing with when things don't go well i like what it does for kids as much as i like the archery itself
0: right yeah it it's nice when you're you're seeing a kid you know get involved in something and and you know get their focus because you you know you have to focus when you're shooting you do. you, you, you do. can't I, be thinking about something else
1: i really i really would say that uh, these things right here they don't do a great job for kids' focus and their attention, and um, I think the, the the students that I see in NASP are, are are benefiting from so many things. I think all of the shooting sports uh, benefit kids greatly, whether it's bows and arrows, or shotgun, or or twenty two, or air rifle, or sixteen thousand more that I forgot to mention. I, yeah. I think when you put uh, I think when you put a young person in the shooting sports. it it gives them so many gifts that they carry into adulthood. And I definitely have seen that with NASP. Uh, I I definitely have have talked to parents and grandparents who talk about how that their son, daughter, granddaughter, grandson benefited from being in uh, archery, how that they many times uh, found a new love, and and it benefited their child greatly. The the grandparent or parent wants to talk to you about how it's changed the boy or the girl more than they want to talk about a score.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, the, the score is just a snapshot in time once you is. Did that it is. at that time, you know, and it's arrow by arrow.
1: Yes, you know. it is. And and it's sort of like life, Roy. Not yep. all of our arrows hit the bullseye. Some of us are out in the white ring quite a bit. So, yeah, <laughs> I think that's important to remember too. And 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 that's 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 part of growing up and being an adult is is sometimes being off target. And hopefully, there's enough people around us that love us, and the good Lord helps us get back in the center. So, um, but I'm always proud to talk about NASP, and and I'm I, I would love to do do this and talk about it any way you'd like. So here I am, and thank you for asking. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, that's there's there's a lot going on, uh, and it, like you said, it started in two thousand two, and you know that's that's you know fairly recent, you know, in sure the scheme of things. Yes, uh, you know we're
1: happy I, to just celebrated our twentieth year, so we're twenty years old.
0: Yeah, I know. I started in archery in the sixties. So yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, so we uh, a long time before that. I didn't have that, but I did have uh, some archery. I, I was shooting in school. Like I, I think it was in in college someplace. They when I was in college, they had an right. archery range. Or, right. I, or I took an archery, yeah, so archery course. Hard, and... It wasn't in high school. It was in college. I took college. one and, mm-hmm. I and, took and an and archery at that time, course in college. Yeah, at that time, my brother had bought a compound before I did. He bought the old bear whitetail too, and I was shooting awesome.
1: that. <laughs> I had the old bear whitetail and the whitetail too. The bear whitetail, I'd I'd love to see again. I asked someone the other day, were they hard to find? that was my first compound bow. That was the one I, I actually harvested deer shot in the backyard with my best friend. The white tail was actually sort of became part of my life there for a pretty good while.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's advanced so much from, from those days, from the first compounds to the it ones is. now. And it's, it's amazing. Um,
1: you know, uh, we, um, uh, we have equipment now that if a man, I I I spent several years trying to bow hunt for turkeys and I'm I'm amazed at the um, ability to hold those things back at draw uh, for quite you know for for a while until the bird would move into where you wanted them. And uh, that was very that wouldn't be very as very easy as it would have been when I was in high school when it was much, much lower on the draw letdown. So
0: the pound is yeah. not. Yeah, they, they didn't have much let off back down those first ones. No, they, it didn't. Was... they didn't.
1: But um I am I am excited to get to say that uh in our 20 years, we've now involved 20 million students, 20 plus. We've trained over a hundred thousand adults to be basic archery instructors. We have a very Excellent training program. We have excellent feedback from the educators and other adults that take the training. Uh, in our 20 years, we are incident-free as far as an accident uh, involving our protocols and what we teach. We have an excellent relationship with uh, most of the United States, 49 states, and several provinces in Canada. Uh, we have NAS going on in the British Virgin Islands and in New Zealand. Um, it is. It is continuing to grow. I'm excited to say that in 2009 or so, we started talking about 3D, and we have a great partner in the IBO, International Bow Hunting Organization, and it's that 3D portion of our competitions are really growing. Uh, Nine thousand in the beginning, and I think they're right at fifty thousand now. Uh, we 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 have we have experienced some tremendous growth, and we continue to grow. Over a thousand schools a year. Last year we had 1,385 new schools added to the NASP role uh, that wanted to come on. And we have states right now that are already in the process of teaching teachers how to how to implement NASP in the in the school. And that's probably the first thing I should mention. We are an in-school program, Roy. We we require a minimum in-school component that that archery instruction that we teach is taught within the school day and what we've seen from that is uh, we still um, enjoy a 66 percent first-time archer statistic. We're still at 50-50 male-female so we have great participation by both genders. Um, We're looking at 91% 91% of our kids say they then want to pursue other outdoor activities. And I know that you and I both care deeply about anything that helps a child get
0: outside and enjoy nature in the outdoors. Yeah, that's, uh, um, I was just looking to see if there's any any comments in the, the group yet. None yet. But uh, yeah, that's, you know, that's that's something that, You know, got to get the kids involved. And I know when I had my store back almost 20 years ago in in 2001 and 2004, uh, my son was in Cub Scouts. And he'd come to the the store and he'd he'd shoot hours and hours. And he'd have, you know, three or four dozen arrows. You know, we use just whatever, you know, they get broke. We cut them down and he'd he'd use them because it's only like eight. And his kids keep shooting them. He'd shoot for hours and hours. And, you know, that that's that was always nice because I just let him go. And um, I know one time uh, when he was in Cub Scouts, he went out to the scout camp and they had archery there, of course. And uh, the the range master that was there, you know, running everybody, Um, I, you know, they always wanted a parent behind each one of them. And like, you know, a lot of times I'd go help a different kid because my kid didn't really need any help because he knew as much as the instructors and sometimes. And in fact, one time he uh, uh, he raised his hand. The guy come over, and, and uh, my son said, "The knock points off on this bow. <laughs> uh, this is a Cub Scout." <laughs> sure, that's great. <laughs> it was off. <laughs> well, uh,
1: our our equipment is standardized. That's another great thing about our program. I think everybody has the same. They shoot the same equipment. Uh, there are few variations. The bow is identical for every person. The arrows are an eighteen-twenty Easton aluminum shaft, uncut. Um, Those the 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 veins or fletchings have to have to fit within a particular parameter listed in our rules. Basically, the stock the stock fletching that Easton puts on it. They they shoot a a, a spring release or not a spring release, but a wire release uh, wrapped in, in plastic on the Genesis bow. Everything about the equipment is intended to be identical so that the real, the only real difference of, of, of who's on the line when we have our competitions is, is the person, uh, the, the boy or the girl that stands there to shoot at 15 and 30 meters. Uh, we, we find that this is a great equalizer. I'll tell you what's a great equalizer is that 15-meter line um, versus the 10. But um, I went to a local tournament this past Friday here in Somerset, uh, the Briar Jumper shootout was underway. And I put a picture online of that. And and one of the girls that used to be on the archery team back in the day is now the coach, she and her husband coach. And, you know, that's going on all across America. We have, we have thousands and thousands of local tournaments where schools are inviting other schools to come and shoot. And what I like the best is um, as I made my way to the, to the center where they had the shoot on uh, on Friday evening the the place to sit was full of parents and grandparents so here here's a young person in america that gets to go and represent their school their their parents and loved ones their guardians whoever whoever they live with is there to support them you know a lot of those kids report that this was the first time that they represented their school they they didn't play other sports they they didn't do this we're we're very proud of that that many many of our uh, parents and grandparents and guardians tell us that uh, for the first time, their their child is excited to represent their school and, and it's archery that, that brings this to bear. Uh, we have a network in our 49 US states and Canada and BVI and New Zealand. We have a network of coordinators and each one of those coordinators, they run a state tournament or invitational or virtual or actual tournament sometime between now and April those will be winding up and and those kids will qualify for our national tournaments, which I'll talk about in a little bit, but a lot of children get to participate at the local regional or state event. And they get their, they get their experience on what that, what that's like. And then they come to a a big place like we have at Sandy, Utah or at the Kentucky expo center in Louisville, or this year we're going to be at Myrtle beach. Um, They get in those big arenas and they find out, I don't know if you saw the movie Hoosiers, where yeah. he, takes, he takes them in the gym and he shows them that the, the, the rim is 10 feet and the foul line's the same distance. And he says it's, it's our, uh, the gym is the same size. The floor is the same size as our gym back home. That, that's what our NASP students experience. Uh, they find that the competition area for those that compete uh, is the same size as their local gym. And that, and that 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 does a lot of thing for them. So, um, this is a really busy time of the year. A lot of these states are uh, are participating in their regional and state. Um, I know our state here in Kentucky is very busy because i'm I'm receiving emails from our state people that are doing it and and getting the same from other states. So it's great to see all the families supporting their kids in these competitions. But it's also great to know that the kids in the PE classes uh, have an opportunity to be exposed to archery. They may never shoot in an ass tournament, and that's great. But if they do, we have it set up for safety. If they don't, we really believe that those those experiences that they're having in school leads them to want more archery. And then you you mentioned that you ran a shop. Maybe they'll go out and find their local archery store or archery shop and can learn more about next steps in archery. That, that's our hope. We don't believe that we're the last stop on the train, but we believe there it, it's a great start for them to make steps to the other other parts that archery can give them and other equipment that's available to them later.
0: Yeah, you're you're kind of the train station and the boarding to get on the train.
1: Well, we, <laughs> and we, where
0: they go is up to them. Right, and, and that's a great point. There's a lot of
1: great archery organizations out there Scholastic 3D, USA Archery, NFAA, um, and I can't say enough about IBO, the International Bow Hunting Organization, what it's doing. Um, there's just some good, there's some really good people that care about archery and care about kids that want to see them guided to opportunities. I know Vegas, uh, I know that NFAA just had their Vegas shoot, and I, I saw uh, things all over the internet. We had some people that were communicating on on social media that I follow, and I was keeping up with them, and they were excited. You know, any time you get to go and, and do something that's fun like archery and you get to do it with people that you care about, um, it's a good experience. And you know what? We want more of that, don't we? We, we, we like it when things are fun. Yep. And even if we don't shoot as well or a particular spot as, as we wish we did, um, we enjoyed being there. We enjoyed competing with our friends.
0: Yeah, I know. It's just, it's a matter, you know, when I was, you know, buddy of mine, we'd go to the 3D shoots and, you know, it, it didn't matter where we placed in the overall, you know, all that mattered was would I beat him or he beat me. There you, you know, go. Who, and once you get it, who has truck on it. the way home. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's all it was. You yeah. know, I'd be in one time, he'd beat me the next time, you know, yeah, just, I, it just, it well, just, that was just kind of, you know, we didn't care where we placed. I
1: I, I see our kids doing the same thing you know, they, they deal with the nerves going into the competitions. Um, We've done a really, we've really worked hard to produce an opportunity for virtual tournaments where they can do them online. They don't have to travel. If a PE class, if a PE teacher somewhere wants to get involved, we have an access for PE tournaments. Uh, Maybe a, a school in California could challenge a school in Georgia or Florida could challenge North Dakota or Nebraska, got to watch those Nebraska guys. Um,
0: <laughs> you know, anywhere yeah, they yeah. could
1: get online and they could they could do a, they could participate in a virtual tournament and actually communicate with another school that's in another state. You know what they're doing the same things. And that, that's the beauty of our, uh, our our program. Last year we had over seventy six thousand kids do some form of competition, and you think about the one point three million that we have. That's not very many. We're in just under nine thousand schools, and we have participating right now about one point three million kids in NASP. Um, we've had two hundred or two point five million scores uploaded since we started using our tournament software. It's just very popular. It's it's very dependable. We have some really smart guys that operate that for us and. Uh, We own that software, and they manage it and help us with it, and it's just it's just really a great thing. But the virtual tournaments that I referred to, you know, if somebody hears this podcast and they say, "Well, hey, we have NASP, but we've never been to a tournament." Well, there's virtual tournaments you can participate in. It's all on our website, and our website is naspschools.org, and how to how to get involved in a virtual tournament is all right there. Uh, Another thing that we're really proud of is. We generated over $20,000 last year for St. Jude's Hospital um, with our virtual tournament. We have a St. Jude tournament, which we manage and run, uh, and our kids donate to St. Jude, and it's a a wonderful thing. Uh, No cost for that, but we encourage donations, so the kids choose to donate to something as as valuable as St. Jude, Uh, and that leads me to this part. I, I love that. Archery is a sport that many physically challenged kids can participate in. We have a number of kids who participate, uh, who, are, who are physically challenged. They require some form of adaptive device within limits, and it's all in our rules. And we've got a special section on our website called Reducing Barriers. where a parent or a guardian of a kid that has some physical challenges, can go on there and see other kids and how they navigate. All of our state coordinators are familiar with how to help kids get engaged. It, it is wonderful to hear some of these stories and some of these communities about places where people have made it happen, made it possible for a physically challenged kid, and they may be missing, may be missing a limb or, or whatever. We, we, have, we, have the, we have the array. And it, it does my heart so good to go in somewhere and see a child participating just like everybody else. Cause you know, they don't want to be different. They want to be just like everybody else. And, and, and we afford them that opportunity with NASP. So our physically challenged kids um, are big and small. Uh, it, that bow and arrow don't really care what you look like on the outside. World will be a better place if we all didn't care. So, <laughs> yeah. so I, I'm really, really proud of that. Um, some really big things that we're doing, um, working with our states, if, if if someone's watching the podcast and they say, well, how do I bring NASP to my school? We have an excellent little graphic that we just put on our website that talks about that very thing. How do I bring NASP to my school? And if they go on the website, there's a special section that says, learn more about NASP. One of the links they'll go to is, is how to bring archery to my school. And so um, I would hope that anybody that watches this um can pay attention to that one. We offer equipment grants to all of our schools. Equipment kit that we think is safe and affordable and good for archers grades four through 12 uh, is about $3,100. We offset a lot of that cost through equipment grants that we offer states. States also add to that and, and they give grants to, to schools wishing to join NASP to reduce the cost. Most of the communities find out that the shooting sports are going to occur and you find lots of people who are willing to help kids learn to shoot archery.
0: Yeah. well, Now the podcast won't be set, but I can uh, share my screen and we can actually take a look at it for those that get a chance to uh, look at, go to the site. Like you said, it's nafschools.org. Yes. Sir. And, and here's the site and here's all the different things you can do to learn about, learn about NASS things.
1: and then bring NASS to your school right below that. Where it says learn about NASP. Oh, um, and then bring, bring NASP. The master school is right there. Yes, sir. So, what we did, we we simply said, hey, we don't know who's going to visit our site, but if you scroll down there, you can see we have some little tiles. And, and what is it? What's step one, two, three, and four? And that's if, if you'd really like to know, uh, there it is. And then, of course, there's communication on there that, that how to contact us if you need it. Uh, another great thing I'll refer you to, Roy, is over under. Learn about NAS or tournaments and events. Tournaments and events. Yeah. If you want to know where a tournament is anywhere near you, or if you want to know what our tournaments look like or what it's like to participate, here here are our big ones. Here are the three that we put on each year. We're going to start off uh, in, in April, and we'll be at the Mountain Expo Center there in Sandy, Utah. And uh, that's the last of April, 28th, 29th, Friday and Saturday. And then a little bit after that, we'll be, in, we'll be in Louisville, Kentucky, May 11th through 13th. We will be at the Kentucky Expo Center. And then later in June, the, the results of the Western and Eastern will qualify folks for the, for the Open Championship. And if we have anybody listening to the podcast that has never been in a NAS tournament, there's a way for you to register there for Myrtle Beach and get your feet wet in your first tournament. Uh, most of the, all of the competition for East and West requires that people qualify for it, but the Open still has a, a way for uh, first-timers to get their way in. But also in Myrtle Beach this year, we'll have a, we'll have our top shooters. We'll have our top boys and top girls there for, uh, for regardless of class. They'll have a competition shoot-off for college scholarships. And then another thing which I'm really proud to say, Roy, is we're gonna give away up to 120 $500 college scholarships to anybody who competes at a NASP event. We're actually gonna try to award one $500 scholarship every flight of bullseye that we have this year. So if a student qualifies for and shows up to Western, Eastern, or Open Championship, they are eligible to be randomly selected. Now we have a little computer gizmo and it picks a lane and a left or right. And we find out that somebody's in lane 62 and they're the archer on the right side of the 60 inch lane. Then that that right side archer 62, when they get finished and their competition's over for the day, it's a lot of fun to come up and tell them, hey, uh, you're you're the winner for this flight, and you have a $500 scholarship. We do that because um, our sponsors on our board talked about how to influence the most kids. And, and as excited as I am about archery, I'm as equally excited about the virtue of, of pursuing uh, post-secondary education for for students, regardless of who they are or where they are. Uh, after high school, they need some additional training or education. We want to help with that, and that's why we're we're doing that. 120 uh, $500 college scholarships to the training or, uh, education of their choice after graduation. So once they graduate, they contact us, they're, they're in line for the form and they request their money and we mail it to them. But the check is made out to the institution where they're going to attend. They simply walk up to the counter and hand that to the person on the other side to help
0: offset their expenses. That, that, that's really important. You know, that's that's a, a lot of money when you're just starting out. You know, that can help with, you know, depending on what you're studying. Right. Could, you know, that could just cover books. <laughs>
1: exactly. But I'll tell you what, there's a little bit of strategy here. If you're a fourth grader, you're just as eligible as a senior. And I like it if a fourth grader receives a $500 scholarship, that fourth grader for the rest of the time they're in school till they graduate is thinking about how am I going to spend my money? And if they're thinking about how they're going to spend their money, they're thinking about education beyond high school, which is what we're really trying to promote. Well, then they can go back the next year and get another one in. That's exactly right. They, they're, 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 it's not one and done. They'd always be eligible. But then again, our, our, our um, college scholarship shoot-off, we'll have at our Open Championship in June, and it is uh, – top, top boy or girl receives a $5,000 scholarship. Everybody that qualifies for the shoot off gets a thousand. So the top, the top five, top five. And if we have a tie and we've had several ties based on scores in both the Western and Eastern. So we'll have, let's say a tie for third. So we'll end up instead of five archers, male and five archers, female, we'll end up with seven because there was a tie somewhere. And everybody that, that, it's tied it it, is considered so uh, everybody's eligible so it's a it's a lot of fun to watch and 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 what is amazing to me is how proficient some of these students can become with a, a bare genesis bow no no release no sights nothing to make that genesis bow that they're shooting appreciably stand out from the next hundred down either side of the range and we at the Eastern National, we have a half mile of bullseye range. So we have a big, big uh, range. If you want to see what that looks like, you can get online and you can see some of the pictures of our of our tournaments from, from the Louisville KEC, the Kentucky Expo Center. So it's amazing to me how well these kids learn to shoot. We've had several perfect scores, 15 meters and 10 meters. They shoot 30 arrows and we've had several 300s. We actually have a 300 club on our website where you can go. If they if they participate in a in a local tournament that uses our tournament software, we have a criteria verification process, and once they can be verified for shooting 300, they they go on the 300 club wall. So that's uh, that's something else.
0: Yeah, that's. Uh, I'm just taking a look here some of the stuff on your site as as you're talking, you know, there's, there's a lot, a lot of stuff. I'd encourage everybody to go out and and take a look at it. I'll leave links to it. I
1: I will talk about two programs that I hope everybody that's in NASP is very familiar with. The first one is called uh, academic archer. Academic archer was begun in 2015. It actually got started in 16. Basically it's to promote success in the classroom. We love to dedicate each flight we love to recognize those students who are who are nominated by their coach to be an academic archer and an academic archer is exactly what it says uh, we encourage schools to use whatever local criteria that they have established to recognize academic performance if it's honor roll or if it's it's whatever they do locally but the coach decides the school decides hey these are the kids that I'm going to recognize for academic archer based on our school's criteria for GPA or whatever. Then once that happens, um, we have uh, we have opportunities for them to be recognized. We do a certificate. Uh, a lot of kids are recognized in the spring at their local school for doing well in the classroom. And that, that's a benefit of academic archer. Last year, we had over 32,000 kids in the academic archer program. So it's gaining momentum every year. Um, and we're really excited about it. We, we definitely want to support the mission uh, of educators and, and they're, they're trying to reach kids to, to do well in the classroom, especially kids on the bubble. The kid that's just about to make a little bit better in the classroom, they just need some more effort. And as you and I both know, having been around kids, a lot of times it does come down to effort. They just, if they give a little more effort, uh, they can they can do better. Not always, uh, but those that can will. And um, it, it's good to have a program to recognize that. Another program I want to tout is uh, On Target for Life Awards. You can see that on our website, OTFLA, On Target for Life Awards. Uh, there's some really neat things that go on behind the scenes in a NAS program from coaches and volunteers. Uh, we, we hear stories about people who dedicate Hundreds and hundreds of hours each year to make those kids have a successful archery experience. They're, that's not the coach. Now we've got We have a coach of the year award, but we we also have a volunteer award. We have a uh, what we call a superhero award, uh, and that's someone who has come in from probably behind the scenes, and they've they've done everything from refletch arrows to repair bows to be there to set up the range every week. So it's it, a lot of things going on. But then we have student awards, um, students who have been um, greatly positively impacted by NASP. They were off track and they got back on. They've overcome some traumatic life event. Um, Lots of students have overcome some amazingly difficult situations and they've shared that. And it's good for other students who have maybe faced other situations that know that there are kids just like them in another part of the world We have a community service award to encourage our schools to do things for their community. You know, we've had a lot of folks affected by flooding and tornadoes and things across our country. Oftentimes, our NAS coaches use these opportunities to teach their kids much, much more than just archery. They get them out wearing their archery stuff and they go and help someone in need. And that recognizing that there are people out there who have needs and that, hey, maybe I could help meet them just by giving a little time, that's 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 really important to us, much more than just archery. Archery is important, but we know that we can teach lots of things through archery, and that's what we're trying to do.
0: Yeah, if somebody wanted to get involved as a volunteer, what would they have to do? Okay, if
1: somebody wants to get involved, the first thing I would do is go to a local school. I'd find out if someone has masks near where they live. Uh, we We have a we have on the NASP website. You can look up schools. Uh, you probably have a state NASP website in your state. I know in your case, are you are you in Nebraska, Roy? Yes. I knew that, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you have some tremendous people in Nebraska. You have Aaron Hirschberger uh, and Jeff Rawlinson doing some great work there in Nebraska and you can look up where the NASP schools are near where you live. If you don't have NASP where you live, yeah, let's pick on Nebraska since we've already started. Um, <laughs> we can you take could, it. You could contact you could contact Aaron at the at the DNR and he would help you identify how to get started or you can look first at that graphic we just referred to a few minutes ago to learn how to get NASP started. But if you know of a NASP school, the first thing I would say is go talk to your school. Hey, you know, I'm an archer. I'm willing to get certified. I'll go through the course, whatever. Uh, it, it's not so much that the course is saying, hey, you need the BAI training because you don't know enough about archery. We're not saying that at all because we know there's some extremely talented people, but we want people who volunteer to teach the 11 steps. The 11 steps is what we teach in NASP. And we want people who volunteer to be proficient. And we believe that our training We'll get anybody. You don't have to have any uh, archery experience to be a, to be a, a, a skilled BAI. We think our training is that good. And then of course it's like anything, the more you do it, the better you become at doing it, the more familiar you are, the more comfortable you are um, for anybody out there that just loves archery. And you would like to get involved as a volunteer. I encourage you to go see your local school, ask them, that if once you find out they haven't asked, ask them how you need to be a volunteer. Most school districts will have a volunteer process. You will have to take some training, confidentiality. Confidentiality, you'll have to probably do a background check uh, just because of safety aspects for kids right. so that you can get involved. Then once you get approved, then it's just applying the BAI. They'll help you get certified. Your state coordinator can help you get the BAI training. So how to be a volunteer, uh we we would love to direct you one of the places on our website that i think i should refer you to roy is over on the upper right hand side where it says contact us just under that it says coordinators under that coordinator section we have every coordinator listed in our program that anybody could find if you'll go over to yeah there you go and here we start down um, We start down all these people in all these places, uh, Michael Bloxham there and Tom Rowan from Arizona, Curtis Gray in Arkansas, all these people, if you just keep scrolling, all of them are the NASP experts for their state. There's some stellar people. Not only are they great at helping schools get started, but they're great people. They're just great people, they're fun, they they love kids, they wanna help everybody get started. Uh, there's just some great things happening. So these are the people to contact. Um, if you'd like to get it started in your state, if you contact me, I can help you, but I'm gonna probably direct you. If you're gonna to talk to me about uh, any state here, I'm gonna pick Lee Scripture there in in North Carolina. Lee is a stellar individual. There's Jeff Long, Mike Elliott. There's some, there's some great people on this site. And if you if you are in their state, they're going to be able to help you. Kelly Boyer there in Oklahoma, he's awesome. Tim Watts in Ontario. I know most of these people, they're just great people that want to help kids get started in NASP. So we'll help you get started. We'll help you
0: connect. Um, and there you go. Yeah, there's... Yeah, pretty much if you look through here and you don't see your state, they probably don't have one then. Yeah, right now we don't have one.
1: Uh, we don't have one state listed there and I'll let them figure out which one that is. But we we just added our 48th and 49th. Uh, Rhode Island came on um, and we're we're so excited about it. Vermont just came on. Um, Wyoming just, just took it over. Maryland just took it over by the agency. So um you know, people come and go, uh, priorities come and go. We're, we're growing. Roy, we're, 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 we're moving. We're, we're getting more and more people involved. Um, anybody that loves archery, this is a great way to get the youth involved. And, and again, I, I want to say this very plainly. Um, there's lots of great opportunities out there and other programs To to experience archery, and I named them earlier: uh, Scholastic 3D and uh, USA Archery and NFAA and lots and lots of others. But NASP and IBO is probably uh, the easiest to find because we're the largest by far of any. With with 1.3 active kids, 1.3 million active kids, and almost 9,000 schools, we're in 49 states. So it's if if you have the love of archery and you'd like to see it grow where you live. I would bet on NAS being an easy place to find it, and we'll sure do everything we can to help you get involved.
0: Yeah, I just kind of noticed you've got somebody in the Virgin Islands. I seen that Mongolia there. A lot yes. of them in Canada. Um, we have know, some just... great,
1: great folks in Canada. Canada was really hit hard by the pandemic. They're just now getting back in gear, and there's just some some great people up there that want to see they want to see it grow. Uh, Canada was one of our driving forces in trying to get our virtual tournaments on the way cuz you know distance is such a big deal in some of those provinces they're they're really far apart uh, some of the schools and right. the travel would be very difficult but they can they can do a virtual tournament against a United States school and they they do that they they do that now we have a uh, bracketed tournament getting ready to launch we put it out for elementary middle and high and several schools signed up for the bracketed tournament so that's getting ready to, to launch, and that'll be by a process of elimination. It's just for fun, and, and we'll do the same thing for St. Jude's, and and that opportunity is out there uh, for people that want to get want to get involved, but necessarily can't travel.
0: Yeah, that's nice of it. You know, everything's to go, and you know, get, you know, we're we're in two different states, and we're on on a Zoom call. That's and, right. That's you, right. know, you can, you can do anything, you know, you can coach over, over the internet and everything right. else. And, right. um, you know, I've done some of that. I had one guy I coached uh, uh, just through messenger. He had sent me videos and I could take them, send them back. And that's he great. was in Italy.
1: That's great.
0: <laughs> then I had we, another guy did a zoom call and he was in Canada. So yeah, that's great. We We
1: have a new group of young people called contributors. You can find them on our website. And, and they're basically going to take each month and submit about how, what their NASP experience is like, what their archery experience is like, how they want to branch out into other archery, what what drives them. And that's, that's really important information. Probably in 2024 or five, we're going to be looking at our next student survey. Uh, we, we'll gauge what our participants like. Our last one was in 2017. You can find that on our website as well, learn more about NASP. Um, I, Our our, our goal is to get better at what we do. We 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 aren't in competition with anybody. We're supportive of everybody that's wanting to safely teach archery to young people. Um, We have a lot to do. We have a lot to do to meet just the needs we're aware of within our program. So um, we're easy to contact. Info at naspschools.org is on our website. My email is on there, tommy.floyd at naspschools.org. If they have a question, I'd prefer to get an email. That way, I can send it to the person I need to. I get one or two emails a day. You could imagine, and I try to refer <laughs> those on to the people that uh, that need them, that can that can best answer them.
0: Yeah, it's 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 just such a a, a nice uh, a program going on and helps so many kids. And you know, like you was talking about earlier, you know, you don't have to be the the football star. Or the nope. basketball star or the track nope. star, because uh, now doing 3D's, you do have to have a little bit of mobility so that you can get to the 3D targets. Sure, sure. But, you know the indoor ones, it's it's not much movement.
1: <laughs> right. Well, we just uh, lucky for me, you don't have to be able to sing. So uh, we just we we really really try to make it so that just about everybody that wants to participate in NASP can um there's some unbelievable stories in our communities about people that have gone well above and beyond they've gone down to the machine shops and they've made things to help a child that cannot fully functionally hold the bow they shoot with their mouth they shoot you know they they do all kinds of things it, 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 there's some really neat stories out there and we've captured some of them on our website and if you know someone in a community that's doing great things for a Physically challenged child, and, and you want us to know about it. We'd love to. I, I I didn't say enough about the On Target for Life awards. There are people in communities making a difference right now. Maybe maybe you're maybe you're listening to this podcast, and you are uh, somebody who's aware of a NAS program near you, and you know this one individual that's doing some great things. I encourage you before the deadline of April one to get on there and think about nominating them for an On Target for Life award. Uh, their school will get an equipment grant. If, there's, if it's a student award, we give them a scholarship. All this is to do is to recognize the great things going on behind the scenes at some of these community schools. One thing I haven't said anything about Roy is homeschool. Homeschool is growing in America. Lots of reasons for that. We'll talk about them here. But homeschool, if you're in homeschool and want to get involved, we want you. We want you involved. Uh, There's lots of things to do about this. You can can talk to your state coordinator. You can contact us and we'll put you in contact with your coordinator. I know a lot of our homeschools have uh, co-ops or groups of homeschool parents that get together. And if you get together for educational purposes already, you, you would be eligible maybe even to put together a group of kids and attend some activities where your kids get some socialization and see what some other kids are doing. But we we are open to all kinds of schools public private charter magnet virtual home you name it man we're trying to we're trying to make it a way so that people can find a way to shoot the bow and arrow and um, everybody's eligible pretty much that that we have a great set of rules on our on our website and if you have questions about it you can get on there you can contact me you can contact us or you can get on contact us and find your coordinator and ask them specific questions about your state if you're a homeschool parent, because I know that there may be somebody homeschooling and they want to know, well, how can my kids shoot ass But we want to help you do just that.
0: Yeah. Just, you know, if you're, if you're a kid in school, you qualify, right? Pretty much. If you're in grades four through 12,
1: uh, you're at least a candidate, big guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah you're, at- you're a, you're a, you're a candidate. You're, you're eligible. So um I, I would I would say this, uh, the safety record, we have a twenty year safety record that's unblemished. I know some people who are absolutely brand new to archery and think about groups of children in archery. Our training is extremely safe. it is it is reinforced and reinforced. We have a committee of people that talk about uh, our training, and they have they are experienced trainers.. Uh, we get input from men and women that have been doing NAS for a long time. It's not a gender-specific sport. Uh, Male and female archers are 50-50 in our participants. And again, 66% of our kids are first-timers. And, you know, you're in elementary, middle, or high school, and maybe you don't know, you haven't found that thing that you want to do yet that you think of yourself as uh archery could be the very thing that you introduce at a school that could change a kid's life for the better and 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 then still lead them into archery pursuits beyond high school and into adulthood until their shoulder wears out like mine is
0: (laughs) well proper technique can help that
1: (laughs) oh i think too much football hurt mine roy oh well okay well that'll do it too much bench press and too much football but yeah, yeah uh but i'm i'm I know this is going to be available later. I know there's people that might have questions. I don't know if you have any questions for me to answer because I know we're about out of time, but I, I definitely want to see, uh, you know, the info at naspschools.org is the best way to get a question answered. If they have a question later after the podcast is no longer live, um, info at naspschools.org. And we'll be sure to, we, get, we, we answer all questions. It may be, I don't know, but we will answer it. We don't usually answer that way. We try to give you an answer every time. Um, A lot of things that that you may want to know are state-specific. If that's the case, we're going to put you immediately with your state person. Uh, We are the national program, and uh, we have a great network of people in states that uh, do a great job for us.
0: Yeah, and I'll leave some links into um, how to get a hold of you in email and and the uh, um, also the NAFschools.org. Yeah, um, great. I'll leave that in the description of the podcast and uh, um, also the video part of this goes out to the Archer Talk 101 Facebook group. Uh, I'll put some links in there for those organizations as, as well great. as great. I uploaded my YouTube channel and I'll put links in there as well so you can watch it anytime. time
1: i think i should apologize right off i have a face for radio so i sure <laughs> haven't i sure haven't helped that as far as the looks of your podcast or your no. website or your youtube channel but yeah that's fine <laughs> I, I love uh i love doing what we do um I, I think it's god's work i i love to see the effect that archery has on young people um i've, I've just i've been at this a long time and Uh, work with some extremely wonderful people on on our team and on our board and that care about kids and they're very we like to kid around but we're very serious about it we we don't have all the answers we're we're not going to claim to be the end-all be-all if anything I think you've heard me say that a time or two in this podcast right but what we are doing is working it's working because we continue to grow the sport of archery like I told you, there were 1,385 new schools that joined the program. We have two brand new states. It is contagious. If you know someone in grades four through 12 and they aren't really connected with their school, they aren't doing anything that they think of themselves as a connection to that school, maybe NASP is something you wanna look to do and talk to your school principal see if there's an option to get NAS started. Maybe NAS was already started and you just, you just didn't know it. Maybe it's done in PE class, you know, and not, not, not a huge percentage of our people participate in tournaments. And yet we'll go to the Kentucky Expo Center in May, Roy, and we'll have right at 15,000 individual students come and shoot over three days. That is a lot of kids coming and going through the door. And they bring two or three folks with them. The crowds are huge. We use the entire Expo Center. It's one of the only places in America big enough, and it is so big that our our friends and partners, IBO, are just across the air wall in the bottom third of the facility. We've had to go out west for the Western National Tournament just simply because we, we really can't functionally get much bigger in, in the east. So um, we've got room to grow out there, and we are growing, and now that the good old pandemic's behind us we we we're starting to see that numbers those numbers uptick so we're real pleased looking forward to get started with our competitive tournament schedule however i think the real magic happens when a a skilled instructor in pe class or ag class or rotc class or somewhere else they introduce nasp and you've got a elementary middle or high school kid that shoots that bow for the first time and they they experience hearing that arrow hit the target. And it makes them feel good about what they just did. And it makes them want to do it more and more and more. And before you know it, they're telling everybody all about it because they're an archer. And we like we like making archers.
0: Yeah. I, I've, I've watched some people that never shot a bow before. Get them in there. Get them all set up. Get everything all set. And the first time that bow goes off, that's like, whoa. I wanna do it again. <laughs> yeah, I want to do it again. That's that's what we
1: want to hear. That's what we want kids to say. We uh we love it when they say that.
0: Yeah, I have seen adults do that, you know, the, you know, as adult, you know, pick it up and never shot it before, it's interested sure. in it. And, sure. And, and hey, it's just one of those things and you know the thing you learned after um you know, being, you know, teaching martial arts for 20 years and teaching archery for um 25 plus years. You get to learn how how each person needs something a little different, you know, because right. their body types a little different. I teach the same thing, but you might have to teach it differently to different sure. people. And, sure, and that, yeah. that's the thing is when they finally, you know, when you find that that little little way of telling it to them that clicks with them, and it just it's just so amazing when somebody finally says, right. "Oh, that's what you're trying to tell me to do." Right,
1: right differentiation of instruction is what i would call that in my educational days everybody does require a difference in in the instructional method used to get it across we teach the 11 steps but we we teach the 11 steps probably to 1.3 million kid different ways so they all pick it up quicker but i i sure appreciate all those people out in the schools it's not me it's those people out in the schools that that make it happen for a kid I like the thought of a kid getting on the bus after a day of shooting archery and feeling really good, and can't wait to do it again. And you summed that up well. I want to do that again. That was fun. I can't wait to shoot that bow and arrow again. And that's that's what we're, that's what we're about, Roy.
0: Yeah, that's uh, that, that's definitely what we want to do. And you know, anybody listening, if you want to get involved, that's do it. You know, even if you you're not a you know experienced archer. Uh, you know get involved you know you're going to learn a lot you're going to learn a lot about yourself too mm-hmm. when you're and, to you know teach a new skill you're going to be teaching yourself a new skill as well right and right. every time I teach somebody I learn something new because I learn a different way that I have sure. to sure. tell the same thing you know you're teaching the same technique but you have to say it differently or work it a little differently and and that's just what's really you know the fun part of uh, you know coaching and helping them like kids learn and everything it's it's even adults, um, it's a little bit easier sometimes than adults. We get a little more set in our ways. It's harder to break bad habits. But... I've heard that rumor. <laughs>
1: yeah. I think I, yeah. I think it applies to me. But I, uh, <laughs> I, I'm 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 really appreciative of you having me. i really appreciate the opportunity to talk about NASP, and I'm um, info at naspschools would be the best way for folks to get in touch we will get you responded to and try to put you on the right track. Um, Always, always look forward to hearing from folks about how to get started
0: with NASP. Well, it's been great having you on the show, Tommy, and uh, we learned a lot about NASP and I learned a bunch about it. Uh, You know, just, you just got to get, find something excited about and do it.
1: That's right. And we hope so. But thank you, Roy. Thank you for the opportunity. God bless you and uh, contact us when we can
0: help. Yep. Will do. And and God bless you as well. It's, it's, you know, you're doing something great for the sport of archery. Uh, my name is Rory Canterbury. I've been your host today on Arch Talk 101. And we'll see you at the next episode.